the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about what I believe is the biggest mistake that you can make in your marriage or in your relationship. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. This is a topic that has become very evident to me the more and more that I talk to people who are experiencing issues in their own marriage. And it's something that naturally Clinton and I have developed tactics for, and I feel like it's important for us to talk about. And I believe that the biggest problem that people make is oftentimes people will decide that they're these professional historians in their relationship. (laughs) What does that mean? That means that you get into an argument over somebody not cleaning the kitchen when they were supposed to, and you decide to go into this Rolodex of things that have happened in the past, and you make that relevant to today's current issues. And this happens a lot. And for some of us, I think a lot of things are hard to let go of when we don't resolve those issues at the onset. So breaking that down, if ever there is a conflict or an issue that Clint and I experience, you know, we're not perfect, but Clinton, you had your aunt ask you, like, do you and Ashley ever even argue? (laughs) And you turned around and you said, yeah, I was an asshole to her yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And we, I just spit on the microphone. (laughs) And the, the reason for that and that projection is not because we don't have disagreements, but it's because neither one of us enjoy the feeling of not being comfortable in our own home or in our own skin when we're around each other. And in order to alleviate that, we make sure that if we identify, hey, you don't don't seem like you're happy right now. Did I do something to make you unhappy? Or if ever there's a disagreement between us, we talk it through. And I can't think of a time when either one of us have been professional historians and we feel the need to pull things in from the past. And the, the cause for that is because it isn't anything that's unresolved that is relevant to today. You know, and it's something that you, and, and I say this, and, and I look at it this way, is, you know, we learn from, from our mistakes, but you don't put yourself into the position to make the same mistakes or to be walked over. So, and I look at it with my relationship with my brother and, you know, in our early relationship, I went through a whole shit ton of stuff between myself and my brother who we were close and, and, and I've forgiven him. And my mom always goes, it's not Christian to, you got to forgive and forget. And, And I get that. And, and, I, I have forgiven my brother for everything that I've ever done or he's ever done to me. Or, and, and I hope he would feel the same for whatever he feels that I've done to him. But you don't put yourself in that situation just because you forgive somebody and you've moved forward from that instance. You don't put yourself in that situation for it to happen again. And that goes into a relationship is 
you piss one another off. It's inevitable in any relationship, we're going to have an argument or a disagreement over something. And if you say, well, you remember that one time that you fucked up and this is what I'm basing my opinion on today, it's not healthy for you and it's not healthy for the person who's bringing it forward. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about naive relationships that I have witnessed or been a part of in the past. And I'm saying naive because a lot of this comes from a lack of maturity when we're younger and we feel the need to hold a grudge with somebody else. And then we turn to another individual and like, okay, you're my new best friend, right? And I'm not talking to my old best friend anymore. And I think that it it requires a great deal of growth and working your way through a lot of those, those negative instances that you've had in the past in order for us to understand that you know, boundaries can exist even in your intimate relationship. But Clint, you brought up an important topic, which is, you know, not holding a grudge against people that might not be your intimate partner, but other people that might be in your sphere of influence or in your family unit. And, you know, there, when you decide to let it go, and it took me 10 years to do this with my ex-fiance, it is the most uplifting and space providing thing that you can do for yourself mentally. And it's, it's this scenario that I I say it on a regular basis. It's like drinking the poison, making, hoping that that other person gets sick because all it's truly affecting is yourself. If you're holding on to that angst or that, that frustration with that other person and they could be on the other side, not giving a fuck. Honestly, and and that's how it is most of the time. You're eating yourself up over this negative situation and they're just out there living their lives. Yeah, and I've had this conversation with somebody before who their idea of creating boundaries, the thing that works for them is completely hexing people out of their life. And that's a great tactic for a lot of people. But Clint, you and I are both incredibly compassionate people. So if I'm thinking to individuals that I have created such strong boundaries with people that I would never invite into my kingdom, I think it was Tupac that said that even though he doesn't like somebody, it doesn't mean that he doesn't want them to eat. He just wouldn't invite them to eat at his table. And I thought that was so powerful because the the, going back to the friend I was referring to, he his idea of like, fuck you is like blocking them on Facebook and blocking their telephone number. And it's fine if that works for you. But the level of compassion that I have for humans and animals, of course, but (laughs) let's just say humanity makes it to where even if I truly don't like somebody and I don't have them in my life for whatever reason, I would never want them to not have access to me in the event that something catastrophic was going on in their life. I would never want to have an individual that they know darn well that they're not in my circle because I make it clear. I have no problem explaining my boundaries to people to where I later found out that let's say they committed suicide or I could have done something to to help support them during cancer treatment. I am the person who would set aside all of that angst or whatever happened in the past to be able to show up for that individual. And I think we're both that way. Yeah. And I I think it's important not only for your own well-being, but for them too. It's, it's something 
that we care so much that people people know that, but then also on the other end of that spectrum is people do know that and they try taking advantage of it. And that's where you have to be intelligent of your approach with dealing with those individuals because they'll take full advantage of you. And that's where you don't allow yourself into that situation unless you determine it's okay to do so. Yeah. And I mean, think about that for a second. If you have an individual that for whatever reason you had a falling out, you said what you needed to say to create your boundaries around them and you haven't spoken for five years, it is very unlikely that they're going to reach out to you unless they were in need in some way. And so that's the identifiable factor when it comes to this topic that I'm talking about with still maintaining that sense of humanity, even if you don't like somebody. Yeah, it's very important because human beings in general are compassionate beings. And I think it's something that some people have more of an understanding of what compassion truly is. And it's being able to draw that line and find out, well, what is it that they're reaching out to me for? What is the real reason they're reaching out to me? Instead of just saying hi, like, I wonder why, what, what's stimming this up for them? Yeah. And a lot of times I think people have too big of egos to be able to be the bigger person in that way. And I don't know if it has a lot to do with my upbringing or the fact that I now, after coaching for so long, I've seen, I've seen the way that the human psyche works in ways that I didn't understand before. I understand now why people do certain things that they do. And I have compassion and understanding for the path that it took to get somebody to that place. And, you know, Clint, we've talked about pedophilia, because obviously that's what, you you know, you, you work with all day. And we have talked about the unspoken nature of how these humans turn into what everybody deems monsters and how nobody in this world gives these individuals compassion. But the truth is something led these people to be where they're at and to be able to commit those types of heinous acts. Yeah. It's something that if you show them that compassion to try, and, and we're not talking about those people who are just sick, like they're completely just a lost soul, but a lot of the people we deal with, they're, they're, it's something that's happened in their past. And if you treat them with compassion and provide them with resources and try to help them in that instance, because what's the goal in, in all reality is people will say, oh, they should just be executed or, or something like that. But they're still human beings and they don't know any better. Like, how can we help them to where not only do they not victimize other kids, but to where they can coexist in the world without having to go that route. Yeah. And that's definitely a bigger conversation that I think we should visit again, because we've talked in length about, about that issue, but I hope that you've learned something from today's episode. I hope you understand the importance of not being a professional historian. If you've gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.